Thank you for listening to The Wonder Podcast. I'm Joe Vacanti. It's our desire that you would take this message and that you would choose to live the life God always imagined for you. Pirates of the Caribbean 5. Captain Salazar and his men board the ship and they kill everybody on board. Except for one person. They always keep one person alive. Because one person has to tell the tale. Dead men tell no tales. Now I want you to imagine a world where there were no gospels of Jesus Christ. No gospels have survived. They've been destroyed. And you are the only one left to tell the tales. Your life's example is the only picture people will have of the way of Jesus. If you were the one left to tell the tale, would the message of Jesus Christ be lost at sea forever. This is the world where 1 Thessalonians was written. Paul wrote a letter to this church and the gospels had not been written yet. They hadn't been in circulation yet. And so Paul spent time preaching the gospel in this city and new believers came to faith And they started a church. But the local religious people didn't like that a church was formed because they had their own gods. They had Greek gods and Roman gods. So they said, we got to get Paul out of town. So Paul gets out of Dodge. They threaten him. He leaves. But he leaves behind a group of people who still have questions because they're new believers. And so Paul writes a letter to them. It's in 1 Thessalonians, the first letter. He writes this words. He says, you became imitators of us and of the Lord. For you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. So at this time, there were no gospels. They only had word of mouth, what was passed on and imitating their lifestyle. Whatever they saw Paul doing, said, this is the way. It goes on to say, your faith in God has become known everywhere. You see, tales travel. They travel around. And this church, they had some inspiring tales that were being passed on and people all around the known world were hearing about it. And why it was so impressive And why they had a tale to tell was because this church was persecuted. See, the city they lived in was one of the largest cities at that time. And that city had Greek and Roman gods. And there was a certain way those Greek and Roman gods were worshipped. And oftentimes, it had to do with creating idols where people can make money. So if you were cutting into people's profits, they would not like you. 
But this particular culture also had the Greek and Roman gods. The way they would be worshipped was they had different sexual ethics than the way of Jesus. But these people, they did not choose to conform to the ways of those gods. They chose to live lives that were distinct. They chose to live lives that were contrast, and because of that, they were treated badly. But they kept the faith. They kept the faith, and the tales that they told and were told of them had a subject, faith in God. And that's what was inspiring to the world. And no matter how hard it was, these people kept their faith in God and encouraged everyone around the world. See, the movement of Jesus is a movement of inspiring tales of faith. But if this is true, then why does church sometimes seem boring? Why does Christianity just seem like just another one of the world's religions? See, we've lost living a life that has tales to tell. We've made the movement of Jesus a Sunday morning institution. We took a movement of dreamers and pioneers and made it into facts and information. Instead of choosing lives of faith, we've chosen to be domesticated, like a wild animal caged up in a zoo. But we've chosen boring. We've chosen caged. See, we've chosen isolation. It's, it's easier to live in a Christian bubble because then no faith is really required in any situation. Or I know many people, sometimes they hear God speaking. They hear God speaking to them, but rather than take that step of faith because they're afraid, their prayers become boring. Because rather than an uncaged prayer, that says, God, I hear what you're telling me to do. I know I'm afraid, but I'm going to do it. And your prayers become, God, unless you come through, I'm toast. Our prayers become, dear God, a deer ate my begonias this morning. Perennials, they ate them. Lord, may that perennial flower that I spent 40 bucks on be a nourishment to the deer's stomach. We have caged generosity, boring generosity. When you open up the scriptures, you'll see from the beginning, the people of faith, they started off, they gave the first 10% of everything they made, their farms, their crops. They gave away the first 10% to God and they chose to live by faith said, God, I'm going to trust that I can live off 90 and I'm going to give you 10. And this is in a day where as farmers, there was no AccuWeather forecast to know, am my crops going to be here tomorrow? You don't know if there's a big red dust coming from Canada to wipe out all my crops. You had no idea if you had a crop next season, but instead you lived by faith. So here's a challenge. Go home. Calculate your gross wages for a year. Take 10% of it and take that number and ask this question. Do I have the courage to give this to God? 
and live by faith. See, when we choose boring, we have no tales to tell. And not all tales are for the public. See, sometimes some tales are personal and they belong to the people in your home. Perhaps the most important group out there in Psalm 71, 18, even when I'm old and gray, do not forsake me, my God, till I declare your power to the next generation, your mighty acts to all who are to come. The greatest youth group, the greatest youth pastor will be your home. What they're going to see. Today, my parents were able to come to church. One of the tales that their life has shown is my parents always sacrificed so that their children and their grandkids could have the potential of living a better life. And that was the greatest tale they could ever tell because it is a story of what Jesus did. Because Jesus Christ gave his life and he sacrificed so we could have a better life if we choose it. Because life is better with God than separated from God. And as long as I have my mind with me, then I'm going to pass on the tales of faith. Isn't that what we want to do to our kids and grandkids is pass on the stories of faith, of how we live by faith. So what stories are you going to tell your kids and grandkids? Was it a life that was caged up? Or was it a life where you were free? Now, I know wonder is a place of motivators and decision makers and people who make it happen. So I know after today, you're going to walk out of here and say, okay, I'm dying to tell some tales. Let's tell some tales. And your thing is, where am I going to get one? Where do you get the tales? I got to go to Sicily and I got to go climb some mountains. The people of this church didn't travel the world. See, tales were told about their life, but they didn't travel. The tales were found in the city and town where they lived. And Paul said these words. He encouraged them. He says, make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your own hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders, so that you will not be dependent upon anybody. It's in our work. When you work, you don't have time to be a busybody. And when you're working, you stay out of trouble. I don't try to over-spiritualize things. It's like, oh, pastor, I got this issue. And it's like, I'm not the sin police. I don't want to hear about what you're doing. Go get a job. Go do something. Start a company. Because I promise you, if you're busy, you won't have time for these problems. I want to encourage everybody. God is doing so many great things through people. But you never see it on TV. You'll never see it in social media because those people are busy doing the work. Those people are on the front lines doing it. They're not posting about it. Volunteered today at Roswell. Helped this person today. They're out there doing it. But everybody who has time is posting and complaining and bringing all the bad news. So what does work look like? Well, it's everything. It's helping others. It's volunteering. It's babysitting kids, grandkids. If you're raising kids, that's a full-time job. If you get twins, 
time and a half. See, work is the arena for our tales to be created. Work is the arena where faith and action is tested, applied. It's also the place where we're going to fail and we got to get back up. This week I failed. First hour at work, somebody called in sick. So I rushed to work. And at the time, I'll just say the one coffee machine was not working. And there was literally coffee all over the floor. There was a line of people out the door. And I'm thinking, I got this. Because today is going to be a good day. And I saw how many people were here. I rang some customers out. I thought, no problem. I'm going to make all the coffee shots in advance. And I'm pumping these coffee shots out. And there's eight shots of espresso. And I run to take care of another customer. And as that happens, something fell off the espresso machine and knocked all the shots all over the floor. Now, if you would have walked in to the coffee house at that point, you would have saw one guy running around frantically and dark liquid literally all over the floor. You would have thought, the guy's got liquid diarrhea coming out of him. He's nervous. It's a terrible day. And a DoorDasher came in, and I wasn't ready for them. I didn't make their food yet. And I said, hey, I got six people ahead of you, but as soon as I'm done, I'll be right with you. And they had no idea there were six people, because at that point, they were all sitting down. I figured, let me cash them out. They could sit. They don't see me running around here like crazy. As I'm bringing one of the meals out, I think it was the first time in a long time I can remember I, like, fought back when someone gave me something. The door dasher was yelling at me. About, hey, you said 17 minutes I've been waiting here and all this. And I'm like, I said I got people waiting and I got things in my hands. And they took off. I, that person never got their meal. And I made it, too. That was, a, that was a thing. It was ready. And I walked back to the counter. And here's exactly what I said. I said, I'm quitting life. But then I got my composure back. And I thought, there's more hours in this day. This may have been my first hour, but I'm not going to choose this to be the rest of the hours of my day. And when Paul encourages us and says, so that your daily life may win, I want to encourage our church today. Let's win the day. If you don't win the first hour, win the rest of the hours. And there's going to be seven days in a week. Don't even try to win seven days. But if we can start by winning four out of the seven days, we're moving something forward. And this idea, like you wake up, I, I, I wake up so happy today, 3.30 in the morning. I woke up, I'm like, the sound of music. I was so happy. Well, today is going to be a good day. No, it's not. There's going to be a DoorDasher waiting for you somewhere, someplace. No matter where we go, what we're doing, let's make today a good day. Let's win it. The tales are found in daily life. Daily life includes our attitudes, the words we speak. This week, someone in our house needed lip gloss. So I went to the grocery store to get lip gloss. And I need to tell you, going to the grocery store to get lip gloss is not life-changing. It's not like I'm impacting the world here. I'm buying lip gloss. But in the grocery store, I saw a guy who I knew, and I knew recently lost his wife. And I had a conversation. He had recently retired. 
and said, you know, today I should have been in the Skyline Tower with my wife celebrating my retirement, but I'm not. And I just said, I know this isn't how you planned your life, but today you found yourself in a grocery store with Joe Vicani, and I got lip gloss in my hand. And I was like, what's your favorite food? Do you got one? And I said, here, and I pulled out some money. I said, I want you to go buy a dinner today. Go buy that dinner and go have fun. Because life doesn't always bring you joy, but we must always bring joy to life. Everywhere we go, let's win. And I love that it says, win the respect of outsiders. This is why it's so important for us to have tales to tell. See, the people that we work with, that were your neighbors, they're trying to figure out life, just like we are. See, the church doesn't have life figured out. We're figuring this out too. And there are people that are trying to figure out life. And when you live a life of respect, people actually respect you. They'll actually be a little bit curious and they might want to know what you have to say. And it's in those moments at work or in your yard, there are different kinds of tales we could tell. Tales like how you're choosing faith in a situation. Tales of how your faith is helping you in your relationship. How your faith is helping you through school or your exams. How it's helping you to be a parent. How your faith is helping in you when you're afraid. How your faith is helping you when you're going through a sickness. How about as a person of faith, you have doubts. We have doubts. I know I have doubts. Sometimes I have no idea what God's doing in the world. I see something and I say, I don't have no idea what God is doing, but I trust in him and I'm not turning away. Some things in the world I have no answer for. I have no answer for. However, I know that Jesus has changed my life, so I'm not leaving him. So my question is, how is your faith helping you get through your situation? Because those are the tales that we tell to people. Dead men tell no tales. Captain Salazar and his men were ghosts. So not only would they go on a ship, but when they went on that ship and killed everybody except one, they actually sunk the ship into the water. I promise you, if you choose to move away from boring, if you choose to live a life that you're living by faith, you're working with your hands, you're trying to win daily, dead people will try to take you down. People with no tales to tell always want to bring you down. And this is why the church was God's idea. This is why I can't wait to Sundays and meet people. We talked to somebody recently who decided that they're not going to go to church anymore. And they said, oh, I'm so glad I, I got my Sundays back. And I just thought, man, I need Sundays because we're living the kind of life I need the church. I need encouragement. And in 1 Thessalonians, the same letter, Paul says this, for you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you, live lives worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and glory. That is why as a community, we're always going to call each other to more, not less. Paul understood, listen, the sexual ethics of Jesus is definitely harder to follow than the Greek and Roman ways. 
but live a life worthy of God. Yeah, it's not easy, but we will not make you weaker by telling you it's okay to take the easy road. We understand it's hard to get up and go to work every day. We understand it's hard to raise a kid. We understand that it stretches you to give 10% and live by faith. But we must live lives worthy of God. And we must call each other to live lives that make you alive inside. Not destructive choices that leave you empty. Dead men tell no tales. So who's left to tell them? People who are alive. And you can't give to other people what you don't have. We have to be alive to resuscitate the unconscious. If someone is dead, we have to be alive to bring them back. Paul said this in Romans 6. He said, in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Jesus Christ. Is Paul a liar? Did God get the scripture wrong? Because he said Christians are alive. My question for you this morning is, do you feel alive? And if not, why? Now, I know you got to take out sleep deprivation. People with little kids, you will not feel alive for like four years. And if you have twins, it's like eight. If you're grieving somebody, I mean, these are situations that are emotionally and physically draining. That's natural. Talking about outside of that, do you feel alive? Because if you ever wondered, what's Kate and Joe's agenda? Like, what's behind the curtain? This is what's behind the curtain. Every person we've ever met, every person we've ever loved, we want you to live life with Jesus fully alive. Because we have lived that journey. So is there something you can do to be resuscitated if you don't feel alive? I call it spiritual breathing. Paul says in 1 Thessalonians, he says, we remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. If you're dead, there are three elements every person can't live without. Everywhere you go in the world, no matter where it is, people are looking for three things. They're looking for love. They're looking for hope and progress. And they're looking for meaning. And it's through faith, hope, and love that you will be brought back to life. If you're here today and you've never made a decision of faith to give your life to Jesus, that is a first step when we give our lives to him. If you've been a person of faith for a while, we breathe in hope. We breathe in faith. We bring in love through reading the scriptures, through listening to God, through having playlists of spiritual songs going. And we sing them here in church, praying. The scriptures are full of tales of people who are alive. Breathe in faith and hope, and love, and meaning. But you can't stop there. Because if you hold in your breath, it don't work. You have to breathe out. 
And when we breathe out, that is us taking the life we brought in and we live lives of faith. We are known by love and we are voices of hope everywhere we go and we live lives worthy of God. When we tell tales of speaking, grumbling, complaining, gossip, and slander, the message of Jesus dies. Let it be said of the church that we lived lives worthy of God. That their faith in God was known everywhere. That they shared the greatest tales because they lived with great faith. Thanks to all who give to Wonder Church. Your sacrifice makes this podcast possible. Thanks for listening. Let this talk do only what Jesus can. And live your life in such a way that will make the world wonder. There must be more.